Welcome to season four of the Irish Baptist College podcast, Let's Talk. I'm your host, Davey Ellison. I serve as the Director of Training at the Irish Baptist College. And here at the college, we seek to magnify Christ, advance the gospel, and strengthen the church. We do this by training men and women for Christian service in a variety of spheres. In this series of podcasts, we are talking about surviving ministry. Uh, collectively, the college staff team has almost 150 years of ministry experience. This ministry experience is ever-growing as alongside our roles in the college, we continue to be involved in various aspects of ministry in our home churches and in the association more broadly. We hope that by sharing something of our experience, we might encourage and equip you to fulfill your ministry, whether that's as a pastor in missionary service, among women, with children and young people, or, or whatever other way in which you serve God and his people, uh, we hope that this podcast will both encourage and equip you. Uh, and to help us with that today is uh, our esteemed Old Testament tutor, <laughs> Dr. Sarah Dalrymple. So Sarah, it's great to have you uh, with us um, today. Good to be here, Davey. Thank you. <laughs> uh, I'm not sure it's good to be here because we're we're recording this at the end of a very busy day um, today, um, but uh, we're, we're glad to be doing that. Uh, so what have you been teaching today, Sarah? Well, today I've been teaching um, from the book of Isaiah in our prophetic books module. So that's with third years. And then I've been uh, teaching... Uh, Hebrew classes, a couple of Hebrew classes, so a lot of Hebrew today, so brain's a bit befuddled at this stage, so <laughs> I, I, I won't take responsibility for any Hebrew that might come out in the middle of this. <laughs> I was about to say our only plea would be that this podcast is recorded in English, but we, we'll see how that goes. Um, today you were also playing uh, piano for our mm-hmm. devotions slot. Um, mm-hmm. You are musical, you do play piano, you play a couple of other instruments mm-hmm. not that long ago you picked up a flute to try to pick yeah. that up how has that been going well um i i can now i'm i'm now able to play the the grand total of three or four notes on the flute <laughs> my my problem with the fr- flute i think is going to be um the fact that I, I i i need to fill my lungs really full with air and uh and get the sound out and i i'm still struggling with that although i i do hasten to add i haven't had a lot of time to practice but there we go it's not it's it's going but it's not going as well as I okay <laughs> Well, we'll maybe ask you again after our summer break and you might have had more time <laughs> with less teaching over the summer uh, to pick that up. Mm. Great. Well, um, you're here not to talk about music, um, but about other things, although music may inform some of these other things mm-hmm. we talk about. But um, in, a, in a previous uh, series, we, we talked a little bit about your conversion and obviously that's that's key to this first question. But um whether it coincided with your conversion or whether this was something that came, um, what led came afterwards? What led you into ministry? Um, is my first question for you um, this afternoon. Okay. Well, um, uh, I suppose I, I really need to start with my upbringing, um, mm. with my my family life, and the fact that uh, when I became a Christian, I, I was taught um, by my parents, especially by my mother, that becoming a Christian wasn't just um, uh, for 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 one uh, a one off event that it, it affected and was to affect my whole life and that my life really belonged to the Lord and so I was I was taught to think in those terms and 
Then moving a bit more broadly, I suppose my local church was a context where I was encouraged to think about serving God and um, I began to do that in various ways, mainly children's work mm-hmm. um, and young people's work. I was involved in the music um, mm-hmm. um, on, a, on a weekly basis there. I began to get... Um, interested more in children's work and in in cultivating um, my gifting in that area and so I would uh, attend CEF training Mm. conferences and that kind of thing and I also, a big part of my formation was uh, through Baptist Youth Um, I did children's camps as as an officer and as a leader for maybe 14, 15 years in a row Mm. and (laughs) became part of the furniture in some some ways until I decided to to move sideways and let the younger ones do it and also buy teams as well, so Mm. all of those. and then alongside that, I was always interested in, in mission. I I uh, I was always uh, reading missionary biographies, and that mm. uh, played a, a big part in my developing interest yeah. in potential ministry in the future. Even as as a as a child and as a teenager, one um, stage in my life I remember particularly um, a missionary coming from France to speak at our church and his outlining the great need in France Mm. um and that that really struck me and I and I remembered that clearly and and it marked my thinking um uh, in the years that followed and the other thing I suppose is the aspect of gifting things that you see you are you know reasonably good at and and one of those that I could see was my ability with languages I love Mm. languages and uh, I always felt that languages were given to me for a reason Mm. and um, that's what the Christian life is about isn't it it's investing the gifts that God has given to us where they can be be utilized Um, um, beyond that reading God's word becoming convinced that there was something in the future that he wanted me to do and also, um, I suppose, confirmation in, in my local church setting from people that I respected, from yeah. leadership and so on, that yeah. I should be thinking along those lines. Hmm. So that's a long answer, Davy. But yeah, <laughs> but, but I'm I'm sitting listening. I'm thinking, well, virtually everything in your life, in some way, was dovetailing yeah. and to pu- to push you towards ministry and yeah. and all those different ways mm-hmm. yeah. yeah i think that sums it up really yeah Brilliant. and that's that's god at work obviously um mm. yeah so that that leading into ministry or that call to ministry if you want to use that language that that's formative and foundational um mm. but then there's lots of other things that come along during that ministry that are kind of helpful and encouraging mm-hmm. And you're you're going to wear a dual hat uh, in this interview. So you have ministry experience in the missionary setting and ministry experience in theological education as well. Um, yeah. So either in either of those or in both of those, what kind of resources um, have been particularly helpful to you, whether that's people or sermons or books or passages of scripture or just various mm. things? Well, whatever kind of springs to mind as you think about what's been most helpful. 
Well, I was thinking about that question and I wasn't quite sure where to, where to start, how far back to go. But I suppose when I was a student at IBC myself, I was inter- introduced into um, this, this wonderful world of reading books. Um, mm-hmm. And um, that, was, that was kind of your day job and you, 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 mm. you were doing that all of the time. So that was a privilege. Um, but even before IBC, I do remember when I was at Queen's, um, a friend of mine giving me two books books in particular one of them was Ryle's Holiness which I've mentioned Mm. before Um, the other one was um, Bruce Milne's Know the Truth Mm. and those books impacted me and and helped me to see that I needed to develop my knowledge of God's word and so uh, when I did come uh, to to IBC that was already ongoing Mm. Um, but friends fellow students would recommend books to me and I can think of many instances instances of that which helped to prepare me those books um, and that interaction with my fellow students for for ministry and I I really valued that um, I suppose in ministry, obviously colleagues that I worked with in France in particular, um, uh, people who had given basically given their lives to come and live in France to serve the Lord and mm. to plant churches there, um, people who had who had put in the 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 hours so to speak, mm, who had really yeah. uh, worked and. In, in a sense, you know, had settled in France and brought up their families there and um, were there for the, for the um, you know, for the duration. And, and those people um, and their witness and their lives uh, marked, marked me. Um, uh, also, just interacting in, on a, on a, in a wider context, we had a an annual conference uh, on Lake Geneva where all the workers from our association of churches would gather together and uh, that was a real time of refreshment that helped me in my ministry mm. just to keep going even from from year to year it was it was a real oasis let's say uh, of refreshment to hear good teaching and to just mix with people who were doing similar ministry to myself yeah. uh, I found that really helpful uh, as well um, so uh, yeah in various ways um, obviously there there are lots of other ways that I could mm-hmm. uh, mention where you know where you you're sustained in ministry obviously by you know by your call by mm-hmm. the, the conviction mm-hmm. of your call and, and going to France um, I, I found that uh key especially in the early days when I was able to go to my journal and look back through what the Lord had said to me to bring me to France in the first place and that uh, that was very very helpful on days when you felt uh, that you could almost go and buy a ticket (laughs) (laughs) home Um, but uh, thankfully uh, it it didn't it didn't go to that Mm -hmm. and and the Lord was was good and and sustained me and helped me Um, and then, obviously, well, lots of things happened between France and and, and teaching now at, at the Baptist College. Um, but uh, yeah, if I suppose if I had to answer in very general terms, uh, again, uh, what resources have been helpful in sustaining ministry and so on? It's 
Uh, first of all, the word of God, the conviction mm. that I'm doing what he wants me to do here. Um, it's also interacting with colleagues and mm. learning from them and iron sharpening iron. It's also um, the Lord privileging me to see young men and women growing mm. in their in their faith, in their knowledge of God, in their excitement about God's word, and then going out and serving him. That yeah. is something that keeps you going. Yeah, yeah. That's that's definitely one of the, the great privileges of training people here in Irish Baptist College is mm-hmm. seeing seeing that progression across the years and then seeing them graduate. Mm-hmm. Um and I'm just gonna go back, you mentioned the conference as well. Mm-hmm. Uh, everybody else I've spoken to in the podcast so far has mentioned conferences and just how key they are. Yeah, um, yeah. And so maybe just I'm just going to encourage our listeners to not to avoid those because when ministry is difficult, it can be easy to say, oh, well, I'm not going to go to a conference because I don't mm-hmm. want to mm-hmm. have to talk about ministry being difficult or mm-hmm. avoid the question. But mm-hmm. actually, um, it's a great place to go and be encouraged and come back refreshed as yeah. you as you said absolutely yeah. yeah yeah well you did touch on this a little bit um in that last answer and mm-hmm. um, talking about theological training but is there is there some specific ways that you might say that so you studied at the irish baptist college mm-hmm. um some specific ways in which that study has equipped you for ministry um i don't know if there's anything that kind of stands out on that front yeah um well, I, I came to college with, um, um, I suppose, um, a real, I suppose a real hunger to, I, I knew my, my, my need to, to deepen my knowledge of God's word. And I, mm. and I came with that desire, um, to do that. And there, I suppose lots of things, I could mention lots of things in terms of my experience, uh, but beyond what I've said already, um, I think uh, the main things that stand out to me from my time at college was a growing clear conviction about the authority of God's word and um, and what that means for us who are in ministry. Mm. Um, it's centrality mm. in all that we do. The other thing, um, I suppose is the centrality and the importance of the local church Hmm. and as i went through college i of course rubbed shoulders with um with with guys who were going into the pastorate and and then obviously finishing college you continue to keep those uh, those links up and Hmm. and in ministry in your own ministry you see the importance of of the local church um and i certainly um I saw that in France, where those those central things, the preaching of God's word, um, were all of those vital for for what I was involved in in France. Yeah. And you know, to go to have gone to France without those core convictions, um, I think would have almost been like going to sea without a rudder. Um, <laughs> uh, yeah. And they 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 really strengthened me and gave me direction. For what I was involved yeah. in, so that's just, um, I suppose, some things. But also, just the example of 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 um, the dedication and and the theological acumen of the people 
who taught me when I was at college, mm. Um, mm. sitting under men like Norman Shields, like Morris Dowling and, mm. and uh, uh, Ivor Oakley, and studying alongside men also who are now some of them my colleagues like Edwin mm. uh, Yurd and Peter Firth um, uh, all of that contributes to yeah. to your training and I am so grateful for that and that training then also uh, in terms of equipping me certainly equipped me for, for work in France for that first stage of my, my service as a missionary in France with Baptist Missions um, but I didn't realize it at the time, but it was also equipping me for work that the Lord had reserved for me in, in years ahead. Yeah. Um, uh, so, you know, in terms of what I did in France, evangelism, teaching women, working with kids and, and youth, all of that um, was was working itself out. But mm. other aspect, aspects of my, my training at, at IBC were, were in a sense being... I suppose you might say banked mm. for for future uh, usefulness and and so um, as a ministry wife then uh, I, I I drew on what I learnt at, at mm. college um, and then doing post grad studies obviously my undergrad studies were were a foundation for that um, and and also for my my teaching mm. so just to say really that nothing's wasted and even those mm. elements that you you look at in your in, in your training that you think well was that really um useful relevant nothing's wasted in lord in the lord's training yeah so yeah okay great yeah um, i'm afraid i've shortchanged you i said you're going to wear two hats you're wearing three hats <laughs> because uh not only missionary theological education, but a wife of a pastor and then involved in that ministry as well in, yeah. in Scotland and now I'm in Balamani. So, mm-hmm. um, sorry, quick follow-up question. Those principles, are they fairly similar for your undergraduate and your postgraduate theological education? Or is there anything that was particularly distinct that you remember learning, you know, doing postgrad work as opposed to undergrad? Or are they relatively similar? Um. Yeah, in terms of pr- principles for service, you yeah, mean? Yeah. Yeah. Um, even just equipping you for ministry. Yeah. Yeah. I. I, I think, and and you, I know you would agree, and everyone who's done postgrad study would would agree that um, endurance is something <laughs> <laughs> that is essential, and and also again going back to the convic- conviction that that you know this is what this is what you're yeah. meant to be doing at this time. Yeah. Yeah. And endurance, of course, is a key aspect of any ministry. So, definitely. Yeah. Definitely. Uh, yeah, that's one area. Yes. Uh, many. <laughs> I often say to people that it's not the most intelligent people that get doctorates, it's the most persevering people. <laughs> that's very true. That's very true. <laughs> um, very good. Um, my next question is probably almost impossible to answer. Um, what is the single best piece of advice that you've received that you'd like to pass on to others? Um either considering ministry or in ministry. Um, I'll not hold you to giving just one piece, but maybe if there's two or three or just kind of things that that always come to mind whenever people ask for advice in that kind of arena, what what have you heard that, that you love mm. to pass on to others? Yeah, I suppose, well, one that stands out for me, and this, is, this was in my own context in, in going to France, 
Sometimes we go into ministry um, with very fixed ideas about what we're going to be doing and what we will achieve in mm. our ministry role. Um, when I first went to France, one of my uh, colleagues said to me, um, be flexible. Mm. That's one piece of counsel that he wanted to give me. And it was it was a very helpful piece of counsel, especially, I think, for women who go into ministry in general and, and, and mission. Um, a pastor teacher's role is much clearly, much more clearly defined. Hmm. Yeah. Uh, a woman's role uh, in terms of what makes up her ministry is is uh, harder to pin down. And I think that as women who are involved in ministry, whatever that ministry might be, we, we need to be clear in our own minds about the the roles and the responsibilities that are part of God's design for us as women serving him. Mm. Um, and we need to be secure in the conviction that we are um, functioning where and how he wants us to function and that the role also that we do have is vital that's where he really wants us to be and how uh, the the role that he has equipped us to fulfill so Mm. this guy's advice to me to be flexible was very helpful in the sense that um i learned to move beyond my comfort zone and in the doing of that doing things that I didn't feel so comfortable doing was actually God's means of stretching me and teaching me a lot of things that I didn't Mm. know how to handle previously. Um, And that's how the Lord works. Uh, And I think in my experience as a woman um, in that kind of ministry, I I saw that happen again and again, where I had a clear view, "This this is what I'm here to do, but the Lord kind of moved me sideways mm. or you know, opened up some other avenue and all of that then builds up your experience. And Yeah. Uh, yeah. yeah. Excellent. Well, I think that's, uh, yeah. Uh, <laughs> it, it seems like very simple advice, mm-hmm. but it's uh, very profound as well, isn't it? Whenever mm. you kind of re- wrestle with that. Yeah, yeah. Excellent. Well, I think you're the first person so far who's answered that question with only one piece of advice. So <laughs> <laughs> congratulations on that. Um, okay, uh, next question then. Um, I'm going to throw another one in here with this, but uh, mm-hmm. how, how can we... So maybe we're listening to, to this podcast and we're not actually in in vocational or paid or full-time ministry, whatever mm-hmm. way you want to term that. We're, we're a member of a church. We you know, attend faithfully, we serve where we can. Mm-hmm. Um, but we're looking on at our missionary family from our church. Um, how can we best support them? Um, mm-hmm. We're looking on maybe people from our church are involved here at the Irish Baptist College in terms of teaching, whether full-time or visiting. Mm-hmm. How can we help them? And I'm going to sneak in. Our pastor's wife, how can we <laughs> how can we help her? So um you can maybe address that as well at the okay. end. So so how can how can if we see ourselves just in inverted commas as just ordinary Christians, um, which I think is probably a misnomer, but if mm. that's how we view ourselves, what could we be doing that would help others in these spheres of ministry? Yeah. Well given that um I, I, I feel that the, the, the local church is where 
um, gifting needs to be recognized, needs to be cultivated, yeah. needs to germinate gifting and service. Um, I think every member, if we're talking about the body and the importance of every member, every member can play a part in mm, that. So yeah. looking on as an ordinary member, obviously the leadership will, you know, will identify gift and will maybe send somebody to IBC or send a missionary to the mission field. But um, ordinary, to use that word, again, that's a misnomer, members have, have a real role to play in terms of um, encouraging people um, who are called to train or called to ministry. Um, uh, I, there's nothing more encouraging for a, a missionary, and here I speak from personal experience, um, than to know that people are praying at, at home, in your home church, in your sending church, that they are aware, as far as they possibly can be, of what you're involved in, what you're doing, um, uh, uh, and, and they're in touch with you as well, uh, mm. in contact, yeah. uh, whatever, um, whatever means of contact that might be. So they're showing a personal interest, and that personal individual interest then becomes a communal interest in mm. terms of the the church as a whole leadership and people getting behind someone who's training for ministry say at ibc um uh when you're a student you're 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 coming and you're you're doing your 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 study it's it's really encouraging for people to come uh, alongside and say how are you getting on ask you questions about the stage that you're at, how you're coping, how your family is coping, mm. um, supporting your family, perhaps. Uh, and indeed, family is very often... Um, uh, th those, those are the folk who are making uh, sacrifices so that a, a student here, yeah. for example, can, can pursue their, their studies. Um, family of missionaries who are at home supporting them. They need support as well. They need encouragement. Um, so there are all kinds of ways that we can input into into um, into these people's lives. And obviously prayer and communal prayer is is a key aspect. You know, you, you know that your church is praying for you in the prayer meeting, whether you're a theological student or whether you're a missionary. Uh, that is really strengthening and and, and helpful. Mm. Um, pastors' wives, well, I could, you know we could say all of that in terms of supporting both our pastor and our pastor's yeah. wife. Um, I think as as we as we all know, um, a pastor's wife can be a lonely mm. um, calling, um, and yet you're fully involved, but. Um, you're not you're not up front so much and uh you are you're committed to supporting your husband you uh you see when he's tired you see when things are troubling mm. him you maybe don't know all the detail of that you've got to just be there and that drains you so you've you need the support yeah. uh, of your people and uh the friendships that can be developed and the support that can be given there is, is is really important I feel yeah yeah that's helpful really helpful 
Um, you'd be glad to know we're moving on to our final question, uh, Sarah. <laughs> well, the listeners might be even, even happier. <laughs> um, well, one of the things we're, we're intentional about here at the college, I think, um, to, to varying degrees of success, is trying to encourage females to avail mm. of theological education. Um, so I just wonder... Speaking to someone who is a female who's been through theological education, is now involved in the delivery of that, um, how can we as the church more broadly um, encourage more women to to participate in that? Um, I do have a follow-on question, but we'll hold that. We'll answer mm. this first one. <laughs> okay, well, I think uh, at, a, at a very basic level, I think the local church, again, is, is the context for... Um, the uh, the recognition uh, that women have have a role to play um, mm. uh, as women and as biblically defined um, and that in order to fulfill that role and those responsibilities and to um, cultivate those gifts and so on they need they need training mm. I mean I recognize that very quickly um, when I when I was involved in my local church doing children's work doing other work mm. I, I really had this had this growing awareness that I that I wanted to deepen my knowledge of God's word and and I think um, leadership in the local church um, uh, it's 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 their responsibility first and foremost I think to identify and to cultivate that gift and opportunity for service mm. in yeah. that context for young and older women uh, and and girls uh, in in various ministries that that are available to them in the local church um so i think that's the first step um uh looking back over the years that i've been involved as a student and and now as someone who is involved in teaching um and delivering theological training um there, there are so many of our of our women graduates who have come here with a clear understanding um, that they they want to serve God and that they want to serve Him well and that mm. they need to train to do that, yeah. and so they have come and, and gone through uh, the process of training and gone into all sorts of different ministries. Uh, whether that's uh, women's ministry, whether it's mission in various contexts, texts, outreach and evangelism, uh, maybe children's work, um, maybe um, uh, some of some have gone into to teacher training and uh, and gone mm. then into secondary edu- education as as um, RE teachers. There are all sorts of avenues. Um, but the first step is is that recognition that um, that you need to come and, and, and equip yourself and and I think that uh, our churches need to be on the lookout both for men and women mm. who who can um, who show those those signs of the desire to to, to serve God and who, who are aware of their need uh, to train in order to do that. So I think that's yeah. that's for me where it all starts. 
um and um and then of course uh, obviously the local church follows that up as we as we've already yeah as we've already said um and i would say you know to 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 a to a woman or to to a girl who has that desire to serve the lord and wants to be involved in, in in training for that um i would say from my own experience just continue to ask the lord to confirm that to you um in your own heart talk to your pastor or your elder keep the conversation going with your local mm. uh, local church and talk to trusted christian friends who who know you and who can give you yeah. relevant advice yeah. um, and good counsel um, yeah. and of course then come and talk to us here certainly at ibc <laughs> Um, it's it's my my privilege along with Lynette our registrar to to um, to give pastoral care to our female students but I would be more than happy to speak to anyone who um, uh, is thinking about the possibility of theological training just to chat yeah. that through with them both from the viewpoint of having been a student myself but also now in, in the role that I have now yeah um, yeah I think that's really helpful and I think the objection I always hear as well what's the point of me training because I can't be a pastor so what is there on the other side mm-hmm. um, and maybe there's an onus on our churches to think a bit more broadly in terms of who Absolutely. we employ and what roles they have in church but as you have just explained there are lots of mm-hmm. opportunities in different avenues mm-hmm. um, yeah, yeah. That, and functions that, that, that women can uh can fulfill within the biblical parameters yeah. that are that are um uh, as varied as, as we can think of for sure yeah for sure great well sarah thank you so much uh after a, a busy day of hebrew um sitting down to uh record this with us and uh, i think we got through without any hebrew slipping out so <laughs> <Just as> well. <laughs> well done yeah so thank you sarah for uh your time and preparing and uh and sitting down with us and thank you for listening to let's talk uh, the Irish Baptist College, as we've said, is committed to training men and women for gospel service here in Ireland and across the globe. If you're interested in preparing for ministry at a theological college that is both academically rigorous and vocationally focused, then I want to invite you to explore the opportunities available to study theology at the Irish Baptist College. You can do so by visiting our website, irishbaptistcollege.org, and you can find out more. There are also open events planned at the end of January and the end of February. Uh, Look at the events page on our website for all the necessary information. It would be great to see you at one of those. Uh, I'm glad to say that the college is open for applications for September 2023. Hopefully I'll see one from you. Until next time.